0: Future proof gold from News Talk. So, back in 2004, the excavation of a part of a skeleton yielded what was considered to be one of the most important findings in human evolution for 100 years. Joining us on the program now is uh, Bob B. Eckhart. He's Professor of Developmental Genetics and Evolution at Penn State. Welcome to the program, Bob. How are you?
1: Hi, delighted to speak with you.
0: I'm right in saying that that this excavation, when it happened, was one of the most exciting things that had happened in quite some time. To find a new Homo species is is absolutely incredible, isn't it?
1: Uh, Well, finding something that looks a bit different from anything that has been seen before and immediately jumping to the idea that it must be a new species is absolutely standard operating procedure in paleoanthropology. People do it all the time. Uh, and most of the time, they can get away with it because the materials are so old uh, that, you know they, they range in the uh, span of a million to two million years that the chance of getting any uh, outside evidence to bear is very low. In this case, these are not even fossils. they're just bones and dated to uh, a range of time clustering around eighteen thousand years. so these things existed at a time when everywhere else in the world, the only humans walking around are ourselves. So somehow jumping to the idea that because they have a few differences, which were exaggerated, uh, they must be a new species. So it's you can call it exciting. I think it's fun. It's fun to get the, the right answer uh, after many, many people think, that they have a different right answer.
0: You're sort of ruining my punchline, Bob. Uh, I'm just trying to set it up for the audience here. But, um, but seeing, seeing as you've let the cat out of the bag, yeah, this this discovery uh, in 2004 uh, of uh, a so-called new species of Homo actually turned out to be uh, nothing but. Uh, and and that's uh, what your research has shown. So are you saying um, there that essentially people claim new species all the time in, in uh archaeology, that they kind of say, oh, look, I found something, and they always call it something new until someone catches them out? Is that really a very um, a good thing to be saying about an entire profession of, of scientists?
1: I don't think it's good, but I think it's correct. <laughs> uh, the uh, it, it does, in fact, happen all the time. Sometimes it really is correct. There have been, uh, during my professional lifetime, uh, some absolutely spectacular new finds. The uh, uh, Back in uh, the early Uh, The material that came finally to be known as Lucy uh, Was really groundbreaking And that was a valid new species Uh, Around the the turn of the uh, century uh, uh, A French colleague of mine named uh, Bridget Sanu uh, Discovered some 6 million year old fossil remains in Kenya Which turned out, partially based on our research, to be uh, the earliest upright walking human, uh, and that moved the time for upright posture and bipedal locomotion back from four million years ago to six million years ago.
0: Exactly, and and these are landmark things, which is what Homo floresiensis was supposed to be. This is a brand new species of of Homo, the 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 genus Homo, which uh, would be absolutely groundbreaking, except. It's not. Can you tell us first what, what Flores was supposed to be or hypothesized to be?
1: Okay. The idea was that the brain was so small that it, was, it could not be a, a modern human. Uh, the stature was uh, extremely short, only about 1.06 meters or three and a half feet. And then there were a few other anatomical details, uh, such as the amount of twisting Uh, in the upper arm between the shoulder and uh, the elbow joint. Uh, But we have shown that all of those things do in fact show up in living humans in one way or another.
0: So, um, I I don't understand this. Is is it common for a new species to be announced based on just one or two skeletons? And surely um, human beings are so diverse in their shape and size that that must make that an almost impossible task.
1: Ah, what you have just said is extraordinarily sensible and it matches up with the way that I and the other people in my group look at things. Humans are remarkably diverse, and nevertheless, uh, it has become a hallmark of paleoanthropology uh, for some people who make finds that differ in only some really relatively minor way, to characterize them as a new species. Remember, there's a reward for that kind of behavior.
0: Uh, Immortality. If
1: you, uh, re, well, if you have, if you become known as the discoverer of a new species, uh, you become widely known. Uh, there are some rewards in the form of uh, financial incentives. Look, in the case of uh, what was called Homo phoresiensis, Peter Brown and Michael Morwood immediately got. Promotions from middle rank uh, status at a minor uh, university in Australia uh, to very much better uh, professorships uh, and, and with all the rewards following from
0: that. Yeah, I mean, and a touring um, uh, ticket that uh, fills them up all day, every day, you'd imagine. They basically get to choose the, the life that they want because they've discovered a brand yeah. new series of, of Homo. But as you say, This particular um, species that they found, this this particular um, specimen, has hallmarks that we do actually find in human beings. And your hypothesis is that uh, what was known as the hobbit uh, or or Homo floresiensis is actually someone with Down syndrome.
1: Yes. The the broader picture is that from that cave, uh, a number of different individual uh, skeletons were found. Uh, It's not just LB1 there are somewhere between 4 and 6 or 12 or 13. Uh, The number keeps changing, but there are, let's just say, another uh, half a dozen to dozen individuals there. But the important thing is that all those other individuals are represented only by uh, one or two bones or fragments of bones and no other skull. So the, uh, the picture that we see is that Uh, As far as we can tell, all those other much more partial skeletons are normal for the time and place where they lived, and only by chance the one which turned out to be uh, most complete uh, is one that has a developmental abnormality. There's a a bit of literary connection here uh, with your British character Sherlock Holmes, who in one case said, when you've eliminated all which is impossible, then whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. I,
0: I wanted to talk to you um, about this remarkable jump then, because this is not just um, two guys who claim something crazy, um, uh, you know, which is some people's view of it. This is two um, scientists who became famous, who were published uh, across the world and they were published in journals, There were lots and lots of people who read this. Why did no one go, hang on a second, that's just someone with Down syndrome? How is it possible that the entire world was duped so easily, in your opinion?
1: I I, I think that that there are two reasons. One is that our group is somewhat unusual. Uh, My colleague, Machi Henneberg, and I, who did most of the primary work, both have much more in the way of medical training in addition to uh, having experience studying uh, bony remains that really are fossils uh, in in a uh, wide context. So we have the experience in paleoanthropology, but we also have medical training. I have uh, a doctorate which is uh, half in human genetics and half in anthropology. Uh, Machi Henneberg was educated in Poland and uh, was trained in human biology with a strong emphasis on anatomy and has held... In the posts in which he was the head anatomist at major universities. So we, we've got this medical valence. Well, hang on a second,
0: if you don't mind, Bob, um, You know, uh, uh, the idea that these sort of teams don't have medical experts on board, um, You know, if you're an anthropologist or you're an archaeologist, of course you have. I've spoken to archaeologists on the program. There are lots of different um, multifaceted teams that they work on to work out the dynamics of weight distribution and so on and so forth to work out how they walked and gait. Um, the idea that no one with a medical um, background worked on this and and, and, and checked it over it doesn't seem to fit with me.
1: Uh, I didn't say no one. I just said that you asked me what made us different and I said that we had primary training uh, in... Um, uh, medical background, as well as paleoanthropology. Hmm. We're not the only ones, but uh, the, the team that was involved in this discovery and which hyped it to such a great extent did not have that training. The, uh, it, it's so extraordinarily uh, peculiar. One of their archaeologists actually published an article in a Dutch magazine claiming that LB1 uh, was quadrupedal and walked around on all fours Uh, like a monkey. Now, I don't think that anyone (laughs) with with a serious medical background would have made that leap. And by the way, no one has ever criticized that. It's very interesting. But really more important than that, perhaps, is that very, very, very few people in the world who have come out with an opinion on this uh, have actually seen and handled the remains. And and, uh, Machi Hanneberg and I and several other people who uh, worked with us we were able to go to Indonesia in February of 2005 and for a limited time.
0: So you're saying there is an actual conspiracy theory uh, in place where the finders of this particular specimen, having claimed that it is a brand new species that has brought them uh, riches in terms of academic fame, are now making sure that anybody who disagrees with their viewpoint doesn't get to refute them by actually uh, handling the remains, even if they have Uh, a scientific pedigree to do so? uh,
1: It's not a conspiracy theory. It's known fact in the field that uh, access to these... uh, bones is uh, quite narrowly limited, and we have not been able to have any access to them uh, since the one-chance shot that we had in early
0: 2005. This is just incredible. I'm genuinely, every time I speak to someone who deals with anthropology and archaeology, I'm like, what? This is actually a science? This is in the huge public interest to to classify our uh, genus as uh, Homo, to look at how we became uh, up Right and up thinking um, uh, species, and you're telling me that people who may hold the clues to that are actually holding on to it like um, spoiled children who don't want to share the sweets. It, it, uh, is that actually common? I mean, is that actually happening?
1: Uh, I don't. Don't you think it's extraordinarily common? Please explain to me how this is different from the great majority of executives and financial analysts in the. Irish banking system, assuring everyone that Irish banks were very, very sound, Uh, and and then in 2008, uh, something... rather extraordinarily uh, upsetting happened and you're still paying the price for that aren't you but, I don't think yeah that... but these are
0: scientists and it's for the it's for the common good everyone knows bankers are right for themselves this is just a crazy crazy idea and, and you know I, I just I don't I don't have enough information at my fingertips to to, 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 to fully comprehend it because that's an awful thing. If, if what you're saying is true, and I, I, I you know, I know you've, you've you've published in this area, so uh, there seems to be, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of evidence that that this might be the case. But that does sort of it depresses me, Bob.
1: Scientists are first people, and people have a number of characteristics in common. What is supposed to separate scientists from people who don't have that kind of training uh, is a set of rules by uh, by which they operate mm. in this case quite clearly the rules have been broken they've been broken The measurements, uh, things that that you can check, and people could check independently. Yeah. Uh, and then third, there's social validation. Uh, social validation is a whole batch of people choosing to believe something because a whole lot of other people believe that same thing. I think that what has happened in the case of the Homo story. Uh, is massive social validation. God, I love Very anthropologists.
0: They are so bitchy. I absolutely love it. What about the people who who wrote this paper? Uh, I mean, Morwood is dead, but um, the people who support the, this theory that Flores is, is um, a new species, the people who are guardians of the remains, ha- have they commented on uh, your claims that actually it was just a, a human being with Down syndrome?
1: Well, yes, of course. Uh, Peter Brown has said uh, many times uh that were wrong. In fact, uh in an article in Discover magazine a number of years ago uh when the interviewer asked him uh to comment on uh some new results that we had, uh Peter Brown's answer was uh Robert Eckhart is as thick as a short plank. Now I'm not sure that that's the
0: Do you know what? We will. Uh, I would love to follow this up next week because it has all of the sexy intrigue and cover-up of a Dan Brown book, which actually doesn't say that much about the story, but, but actually I think it's very interesting. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the programme and, uh, and talking to us. I absolutely find that um, <laughs> completely fascinating. Bob B. Eckhart, Professor of Developmental Genetics and Evolution at Penn State. Thanks for your time.
1: My pleasure. Music